welcome to the Kicks EAP podcast, your monthly podcast with important leaders in education from Eastern Europe, Middle East and North Africa, Central Asia, and the Asia Pacific. I'm your host, Ryan Allen, assistant professor at Chapman University here in Southern California, and my own background is in international and comparative education. Let's start the show. Today we have Almagul Asmonova, founder and CEO of the Talum Forum, based in Bishkek, Kyrgyzstan. In the interview, we talk about her background and how she was inspired to start this organization. We also talk about some of its initiatives, such as a project to promote children books in the local language, and another endeavor to help save the endangered snow leopard that's native to the country. She was recently awarded a grant from Kix for a joint study in Kyrgyzstan, Mongolia, and Tajikistan on how to improve quality and access to education. And she'll be presenting the work at the Kix Education Policy and Innovation Conference in October 2021. Let's go to the interview. All right. Welcome to the podcast today. If we could, why don't we get started? And I, I'm just curious about your, your background and in, even before maybe you started the organization, but you know, you were a history major and you sort of moved into to education or the education field. So can you maybe talk about that journey and, and your educational experience? First of all, uh, thank you for having me for this podcast. I graduated from the Faculty of History at Kyrgyz State University. I studied in the 80s when there was still the Soviet Union. At that time, Faculty of History was very competitive. Uh, many young people wanted to study there because the program included a lot of ideological courses needed for work on prestigious positions in the governmental system or the Communist Party that ruled the country. And during my study, I became interested in development of social relations, different social formations, patterns of development. At that time, the universities not have a specialty in sociology, but the basics uh, of the social sciences were given. Later, at the beginning of 2000, when I was teaching at uh, the Kyrgyz National University, I continued my education by studying sociology in postgraduate school. I had an opportunity to participate in the faculty development program by Open Society Institute and as a visiting faculty, I spent two semesters at Cornell University and one semester at the University of Buffalo, where I attended different courses on sociology, on gender issues, and my research interests included gender issues, social inequality, gender analysis of labor. Uh, this was interesting for many researchers because after Soviet Union collapsed, we started living in a completely different society and faced new social problems, uh, faced political and economic challenges. I uh, developed my, my course on gender sociology, and for the first time I taught this course for my students at sociology department at Kyrgyz National University. My interest in developing interdisciplinary courses uh, brought me to take part in the training of trainers within Agahan Humanities Project. After I was participating in the workshops for university faculties where we were promoting interdisciplinary approaches, critical thinking, and student-centered approaches in teaching. 
I continued my education in 2008 at Schumacher College in the UK on the master's program where my research was focused on holistic education and this time I was focusing on school education because at that time, together with my, my colleague, Elsa um, University teachers, we established Tallinn Forum Public Foundation. Um, and uh, most of our projects were focused on working with schools and local communities, uh, promoting environmental education, protecting biocultural diversity. Sure. Yeah, no, that's quite the that's quite the journey. Uh, just for clarification, uh, you you left teaching the university and and your full time as uh, and founder of of the Talum Forum. Yes, after finishing my master program, I stopped teaching at the university and uh, was uh, focusing on realization of our projects in Talum Forum. We had a lot of work. Our projects included, as I said, environmental education, protecting local biodiversity, and also our cultural heritage. We started developing and publishing books for children. Most of our books were about nature and culture. We also translated books by American publishers and printed them in Kyrgyz language, among them books on environment and nature, uh, written specially for children. And uh, these uh, books are very interesting um, and um, engaging. We are still lack of such books uh, for, for children in our country. In collaboration with USAID, we developed more children's books for reading. Uh, these books were distributed among schools where teachers are using um, uh, these books for uh, improving uh, children's reading skills. Right. That's, yeah. I, I saw that on your website as well. We'll definitely link to it uh, in the notes. You know, you, you've already talked about quite a bit sort of the connection to the environment and, and ecology, but I, I was really fascinated by what you have on the site and what you've already mentioned, sort of these interdisciplinary connections. So connecting uh, students, teachers, schools, uh, to sort of the locals who might live within sort of a, a mountainous environment and connecting uh, to sort of understand the, you know, the, specifically the snow leopard, I think was such a fascinating uh, video that you'll have and that you have. And, and I'll, again, I'll share that on my, uh, on the show notes, but can you kind of talk about uh, that project and maybe the importance of sort of system thinking or connecting these different areas? You're right. Oh, we need more system thinking by connecting communities and schools with the environment. Before, I was thinking that most important things are solving problems in social sphere. I still believe that a lot of work should be done to solve social problems like unequal access to education economic opportunities, gender inequality, children's well-being, etc., etc. But after my study at Schumacher College, I realized that my picture of the world was incomplete because it was underestimated environment, land, and our dependence on nature, its role in the formation of our culture. We live in the mountain area, and mountain ecosystem of Central Asia is unique with its biodiversity and rare species like snow leopards. At the same time, mountain ecosystems are very fragile. 
in order to protect them, we need to engage local communities in conservation. Conservation today is mostly based on science. Our approach in conservation is more holistic. We try to engage local communities and uh, promote environmental education among children living in mountainous areas. We revive traditional ecological knowledge and uh, cultural values that help uh, supporting the balanced relationships between people and nature. We promote collaboration between conservationists and science with local traditional experts. Uh, this is the way how it should be in conservation. Yeah, well, so that you're you're sort of leading my next question. I think it directly connects to Kick's grant that you received, Distance Education to Improve Quality and Access to School Education in uh, Kyrgyzstan, Mongolia, and Tajikistan. Uh, can you kind of talk about what what is that project? You know, what's sort of the goal? I guess it's it's going to be starting up uh, very soon, or you sort of done some of the the pre work, obviously. Uh, so kind of maybe the goal and how do you get involved with with these other uh, countries in the region and, and how did maybe kicks help sort of facilitate some of those uh, connections? You're right. Uh, we have multiple project directions. What unites all of our projects is that we use educational approaches. We engage children in reading books, uh, learning about environments and our cultural values, we engage communities by providing needed information and knowledge. And what really concerns us is that the quality of education, the literacy level, the level of understanding of the important things needed for balanced and healthy living is going down. This is partly the consequences of the long period of crisis we went through when the value of education went down. And today, although there is an immense amount of information available through Internet, we need solid education. We need critical thinking, system thinking, and skills in using technologies Unfortunately, our teacher's skills and uh, professional level um, is not sufficient. They need more training to become a part of this global world, to learn modern trends in pedagogy, to learn how to use technologies and ICT in teaching. Yeah, I, we're, yeah we're looking forward to having you speak and and show what you're doing at the at the conference and i know people in our network are curious because i these problems are are faced i think all over the world and i i don't think anyone has an answer right now of what what's possible so I, one of the best things we can do is is hear the experiences from every corner of the globe and and see what how how people are dealing with it and especially in ways where, you know, you're, you're talking about rural and urban divide and these types of things. And like, I would be very curious how, you know, how can you still, you know, connect with some of the ecology and conservation uh, when you're not connected to the space? You know, the, these things to me are, are really fascinating. And I, I don't, I mean, I certainly don't know how 
how we're doing it here if we're doing it well. So I would I can't wait to hear your your talk at the conference. And I I love what you mentioned about you know not focusing on the negativity. I think for me personally, I constantly focus on the negativity and I, I, I need to get better. And I think speaking to guests like you, it makes me think like, okay, you know, think, you know, there are interesting things out there. And, um, you know, we know teachers, teachers are working harder than they, they ever have before. They did when they were doing all these different things. And even though the gains might've been minimal or even, you know, negligible in some cases, it, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that they weren't putting in just this amazing heroic effort to even try to keep things afloat. So I, I appreciate the, you know, that, that focus and that attention. The project within KICKS program is focusing on the research on innovations in distance education in three countries, Kyrgyzstan, Mongolia, and Tajikistan, uh, to improve quality and access to education. We already started this project in collaboration with our partners from Tajikistan and Mongolia. The strong side of our partner organizations um, is uh, their experience in uh, working with rural communities, with women's groups, uh, promoting education in the remote villages. This experience will help us in the research that uh, will be focusing on the remote areas on gender issues and ethnic minorities. Um, in uh, all three countries, uh, the school closures due to COVID-19 pandemic had negative impact on the quality and access to education. It was difficult for all children and all teachers who for the first time had to teach remotely. But children from remote areas were among the most vulnerable because they were lack of needed gadget, gadgets, uh, even TV sets to watch TV lessons, a connection to internet was very poor, and their teachers also experienced the same problems and they didn't have uh, needed skills uh, in using ICT. And some reports showed that children in rural areas are more often involved in uh, households or field works, having less time for studying. Um, the governments in all three countries undertook some actions, including TV lessons, uh, uh, they organized teachers' training, uh, developed online educational resources. Uh, uh, but in general, distance education wasn't successful. Um, However, uh, in our project, we're not going to focus on the negative sides. We will try to look uh, on the positive sides, on the innovations and successful strategies that worked. Uh, we need to understand that uh, online educational resources can help to children who are lack of learning materials, such as textbooks, and some schools even lack teachers, or teachers' uh, professional level is not sufficient. Um, all three countries declared that digitalization of education sphere is among priorities, uh, but uh, there is no clear understanding of how this will be implemented in practice. There's still a lot of obstacles to make it more effective 
um, because distance education depends on internet connectivity, teachers' skills in using ICT and other factors. Uh, on the 7th of October, there will be the first KICS conference, uh, which will be a very good platform for uh, discussions um, for knowledge sharing with our colleagues, uh, with researchers, practitioners, and policymakers from the post-Soviet countries, including Georgia, Mongolia, uh, Moldova, Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, and Kazakhstan. Um, and uh, on this conference, uh, we will try to share our first findings and uh, our plans uh, for further research. There was a lot of critique during distance education when schools were closed and teachers tried to teach remotely by using different devices, platforms. Uh, some teachers started to develop their own uh, video lessons and uploaded them in internet. And uh, this happened in all countries around the world uh, when parents, by watching such videos, realized that the teachers uh, are not doing really great job. Uh, there were the same problems with internet connectivity. All this happened everywhere. Uh, there were a lot of challenges. But at the same time, good things emerged in this challenging time. Uh, for example, in Kyrgyzstan, we observed volunteer movement among education experts and teachers, such experts like Dushen Shamatov, uh, you had him in mm. your podcast, another expert started online groups through web, uh, through uh, WhatsApp, uh, Telegram, Facebook, to support teachers. They organized uh, a lot of uh, webinars on the topics that teachers asked them. Most of the topics were related to teaching remotely, um, uh, on using technologies, uh, using online platforms, and other needed skills. They recorded these webinars and made them available in internet for other teachers. And some teachers started their own groups in their area where uh, they tried to share what they've learned with other teachers, uh, explaining uh, how to use internet, find needed resources, uh, how to make presentations, how to make video lessons, etc., etc. And another positive thing during distance education in Kyrgyzstan is uh, increase of the amount of the online educational resources in Kyrgyz language. There are a lot of high-quality educational resources in English, in Russian, but there will very little in Kyrgyz language. Our organization, by the order of the Ministry of Education in 2018, developed an uh, educational platform with multimedia, online educational resources for elementary schools on seven subjects. And when pandemic started, and schools were closed, we were really glad that these resources were actively used by teachers uh, in the time of distance education. And uh, uh, when the ministry recommended and promoted uh, this educational platform uh, for teachers um, and school children 
together with TV lessons and other online resources, we were really happy to observe that teachers started using these materials more because our team was very enthusiastic in creating these materials. And um, during uh, remote uh, teaching, during distance education, more online educational resources emerged. Uh, they were uploaded in internet, including uh, TV lessons developed by the Ministry of Education with the support of UNICEF. All right. I, it's so w- what I'm hearing and what's just wonderful is that, you know, from our the beginning of our interview, you know, you talked about how it was starting and connecting to educators, teachers, and then you know, international organizations and, and the government and then back down to the to the teachers. So it's, you know, seeing what you can accomplish in the organization that you started yourself and that you founded. I, I, I'm wondering if you have any advice uh, for people out in the world who are listening uh, in maybe their own countries and their own setting uh, who are wondering about how, how do I start an organization like this or any advice on on maybe you know creating this kind of uh, community or experience? You have to be really passionate about what you are going to do, the sphere of your work. I personally believe that education can help to find solutions for all social and environmental problems that we face. This is my strong belief that we need better education. We need more skillful and professional teachers. We need good schools. We need good books for children. We need teachers who can use technologies, use different approaches in pedagogy, like critical thinking, student-centered pedagogy, uh, and teachers who can educate our future leaders We need to improve quality of education for our young generations because tomorrow they will be dealing with all social and environmental issues. They need to be educated. Mm -hmm. They need knowledge, information uh, to make important decisions tomorrow. So that's my first advice, uh, to be very passionate about your work. And second, find supporters. Collaborate with like-minded people who are also passionate about this work. Always keep in mind, why do you do this work? Because you want a better future. You want to bring positive changes. Your work, of course, depends on the projects and funding, but the goal should be very clear. That was fantastic. I, I, I appreciate it. So I, I think that I think a lot of people will be interested in, in hearing that answer. So uh, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. And we look forward to seeing you at, at the conference uh, in October. And if, if you're listening to this after the conference, I'm sure there'll be things online. Um, and we'll put uh, links to your website and, and other videos on this podcast. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. And this concludes our Kicks EAP podcast which is released every first Wednesday of the month. Of course, the opinions expressed on the Kicks EAP podcast are solely those of the host and the guest. The Kicks EAP podcast is made possible by Kicks, which stands for Knowledge and Innovation Exchange. Kicks is an initiative of the Global Partnership for Education. Globally, 
Pix is administered by the International Development Research Center in Canada. NORAG in Geneva hosts one of the four regional hubs of Kix. Thanks for listening. Find us on the NORAG or GPE Kix websites. You can subscribe to the Kix EAP podcast, newsletter, and webinar series, and also learn about Kix global or regional projects. Additionally, you can subscribe directly on Spotify or SoundCloud to receive notifications of the new monthly podcast episodes.